Well, it is Friday yet again. And it's 2024, so that means new insanity coming your way. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. If I were to actually press the buttons, I'd actually go live and I'd be streaming live on the WORD Facebook page, which that's actually in motion now. So let me ask you a question. If politicians wanted to make your life more miserable and intentionally raise prices, what's one thing they could do? Well, if you're in California, which, you know, thankfully we're not, they would make rules and regulations that increase the costs and reduce efficiency or productivity, or in some cases, both. And in California, they do this like they're on steroids. So the switch now from the, you know, from the uh, diesel run semi-truck to the electric semi-truck, that has occurred. That's in full force now. They're going to pretend that these gigantic, heavy, uh, as I'll get out, monoliths are going to change the climate. So anybody driving a new semi is required to drive one powered by hydrogen or electricity. <laughs> and uh, from the Wall Street Journal, very short and concise. Electric mandates have California truckers charging overtime. They haul lighter loads and spend hours plugged in. Consumers will ultimately foot the bill. Now, listen. I, I, I've, I've, I've made this fairly plain. I'm going to make it fairly plain again. Um, there's nothing, you know, I, I love Gaia. I love the earth. This is my home. I'd like for it to be clean. That's great. Um, what we're doing now is going is not going to make it cleaner. As a matter of fact, it's going to make it worse. These regulations they've got in place trying to make this a thing are very inefficient. And uh, <clears throat> first, we have the operations lead in Los Angeles that says that simply planning for the logistics of hauls his company transports now costs him ten to fifteen hours extra per week. There are not enough charging stations in place to support these regulations. And if he happens to run out of power on the way, a 10-mile tow is going to cost him $600. And they had one of their new electronic trucks made by Volvo. It was recalled that Volvo had to recall the battery due to a fire risk for replacement, and it was off the road for a month. Because it's not, it's not a, you know, you don't have to get a, a you know, an adjustable wrench to take this thing out. It's the entire bottom of the truck. And this guy describes a day when he started at 5.30 a.m., drove nine miles to a charging station, spent an entire hour to charge the battery from 54 to 90%. With his diesel vehicle, he could go 1,000 miles after a 15-minute fill-up. The first charge covered his first trip of the day. His second haul of the day began around noon. For that one, he had to drive 33 miles out of his way to get another charge. That took another 95 minutes of idling, which brought the battery from 25% to 93%. Now, if you got two trucks charging at the same time, that takes longer. And this driver's hour and a half charge time was a quick fill up. Then there's the just getting them in the you know in the in the in the in the space to. Uh, to charge these things. A lot of times they have to unhook the trailer. 
which that is not, it's not a hard process, but it does take time. Okay. Then it takes time to rehook it. And they have to park the trailer somewhere else while he takes the cab to charge. And that leaves the trailer sort of open to theft. You know, lock it up, whatever you want to do. They're not theft proof. And many of the charging stations are in tight locations like shopping center parking lots where a big semi and trailer is not going to navigate that well. Each truckload can carry less because the truck itself is heavier than a diesel powered truck. So they still have they still have a weight consideration to go into. And uh, after a 13-hour day, the driver had only delivered two loads and driven 248 miles. <laughs> and they calculated that the higher cost, labor costs and inefficiencies cost the company an extra $310 that day. And instead of eating the cost, they added a surcharge to the companies taking the deliveries. In turn, that cost will get passed on to the consumer. So think about food. Th think about anything you buy. Think about any of that. Now think of what that does to inflation if that is done throughout the economy. Now I don't know how much the California, what's coming in on those ports off the Pacific side, I don't know how much of that actually is in the supply chain. But think of the supply chain disruption and costs if they can only do one-third of the number of loads that are smaller. And think of how much more space would be needed for charging stations if all trucks and cars were electric. And remember, we just spent $7.5 billion to build one in Ohio. Think, and let, let's talk about the, the just the grid, you know. The grid, grid it, can't handle, it, it, it can't handle this load. It's not financially feasible, and there's no, there is no way alternative energy sources can handle this. An electronic semi costs anywhere from 300000 to half a million dollars. The diesel one, anywhere from seventy to $150,000, million, or 150000 excuse me. So this knocks out the small companies. They're out of the loop. They're out of the loop. And uh, the insurance and loans and leases and depreciation costs will also jack up the freight rates, which will also affect the consumers. How many of these companies are actually going to buy these trucks? They're going to lease them. Right. They're going to lease them. And then when they, you know, in the space of what, two years or so after all of that hauling and charging and all that other stuff, uh, they're not going to be worth anything. This is also going to cause more damage to the roads, which are paid for with gas taxes. <laughs> and when will they start charging electric vehicle owners for their mileage and the damage they cause? So. This is the perfect storm of the leftist, you know, the leftist nightmare for us. Uh, we have inflation caused by excessive regulation instead of increased demand. And it is a cost push inflation and the problems cascade throughout the economy. And it touches everybody, consumers, especially the poor, right? The, the ones that the left champions, they are the ones who are harmed the most. And the Democrats like to pretend that, uh, yeah, of course we care about the blue-collar little guy like the truck drivers. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So what? So what? And this, you know, you talk about wealth redistribution. This is a massive fraud. To transfer money and freedom to a government run by Democrats, and they'll give a lot of kickbacks to their green economy supporters. 
And while everybody's out there making all these fine changes and everything and trying to push this idea of the inevitability of an all-electric United States, which would be alone, by the way. In Europe, they're already starting to pull back. China's not going to do it. India's not going to do it. We'd just be alone. Um, there's not one piece of scientific data out there that shows any link between a gas-powered vehicle and temperatures, sea levels, and storm activity. None of that. None of that. And this is all this is all happening right now in real time. While they're giving out the new free health care to the illegal immigrants as well. While they're sixty nine billion dollars in the red after they had paid everything off as of twenty twenty one. Those guys are financial wizards. Let's talk about this Yahoo out in Iowa. He stands mentioning. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. For a very long time, a lot of people that... Uh, watch things of the type that I watch have uh, have chalked up rampage killers to being mentally ill. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Um, that hasn't changed at all. That hasn't changed at all. Now we've got this uh, this pilgrim Dylan Butler all of his social media indicated that he was uh, LGBTQ. Instead of, uh, <laughs> and instead of treating him for the body dysphoria that he might have been going through. And I say might because a lot of people do things simply because they're trendy. I never have quite figured that part out, but they do it because it's trendy. But I mean, now we've got, you know, here we got this cat. We've got Audrey Hale. We've got all kinds of other trans shooters out there that aren't actually trans because that's not actually a thing. And in the interim, um, this will get memory hold. This will be file 13 because of this. There's a couple of things that don't fit the narrative. He didn't use an AR. Oh, my God. So he doesn't fit. Um. And he's 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 mentally ill. He he liked to use the hashtag gender fluid, whatever that means. I guess that means you can just be whatever you want on any given day. Now, very shortly after this uh, this event occurred, all, a lot of the social media started to uh, get scrubbed, and. Uh, His last post that he had there, the one of him looking stupid at the camera with his man bun up there, um, he uh, he's in he's in a men's room. He's in a men's room or a bathroom. But this is now we're in the trendy stage now. This is what this is, and we know that he used a shotgun and a handgun, which you know, see the the weapon doesn't matter. 
The other thing that I'm stunned about, though, that I found out later on in the day is the day wore on yesterday. In Iowa, teachers can be armed. They have to let everybody know they're going to be armed, and then they, uh, you know, and some of the things they do in Iowa to dissuade teachers from wanting to be armed is they'll tell the school, well, we're not going to insure you. And then you have this cat showing up, or Audrey Hale showing up, and then they get out there and just shoot at everything that's moving, and uh, then everybody's sitting back going, oh, it's the gun's fault. No, it isn't. These guys are going to go where there is the least amount of resistance. This guy was a student there. Do you think he didn't know what was and what wasn't going on there? Right now, what may, the reason I say this is so trendy is because for whatever reason, the transgender identifying people have exploded in number. And uh, this is being... now. Now the, the mental illness that this is is being reclassified as neurodiversity. <laughs> uh, and of course, those of us who don't think that we're somebody else, which that makes us now cisgender because we're just not th sitting here going, oh, well, I'm actually, uh, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, so, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't born in my right body. You know, since I'm just sitting here going, I'm not even thinking about that. You know, I'm thinking, what's for lunch? You know, stuff like that more important things to me. That makes me cisgender, and I'm an oppressor as well. <laughs> uh, now, interestingly, what I find, uh, and, and this is where the problem arises, um, the rise in violence directed at, quote, cisgender by the transgender people has correlated with this uh, forced acceptance and dominance of the alphabet ideology. And the very fact that this was nearly unheard of until the push for embracing transgenderism, this has made transgender people less happy, not happier. You got what you wanted. You want to be called ma'am or sir or Z or whatever it is, and you got it and you're still not happy. And we know, just statistically speaking, that a tiny number of you probably still actually have genuine gender dysphoria. And the huge increase in the number claiming they do, well, this is it's, it's a trendy thing now. It's like the Tide Pod Challenge. And they're just going to be going through a phase into an entire class of permanently disaffected kids. And, uh, you know, these used to be the goth kids. Yeah, these were the goths. Now they're angry and feeling oppressed, and they've been told to direct their anger at society as a whole. And so they do. Sometimes they're pumped full of hormones or puberty blockers or steroid. What they need is counseling, not propaganda. They don't need a bunch of us adults getting out there going, Hi there, what, you think you're a girl, young man? Well, listen, it's just because society hates you. We don't need to be telling them that. And then, of course, then they really take it and you know, turned up a notch and they come out with the days of vengeance. And with all of that thrown into the pot, when you stir it up and you start ladling it out to the various people in the servings, you're going to get violence. Now the civil rights issue of the day we're being told is the alphabet ideology. And this is killing people just like defund the police did. And 
That, too, is about civil rights and thousands of people are dead because of it and our major cities are being destroyed. And, uh, you know, that I'll tell you the trend, and it's, it's been a trend for quite some time. Anything the left touches, they destroy. They just, they, they kill everything. You can't take a difficult, complicated issue and boil it down to a simple message and point at me and say, I'm trying to kill them. And then not expect a bad thing to happen. If they think I'm trying to kill them, they're probably going to do something in defense of this. Because perception is goes a long way with everybody, with me, with everybody. And, uh, and this is going to get worse, and it's going to continue because the people in power are going to push for even more acceptance of transgenderism. And they're getting it, and they are killing people because of it. And they're not getting mental health treatment. And it's now illegal to counsel, you know, to use counseling to help students who claim to be transgender. Which is probably a pretty doggone good reason for me not to be a counselor. Because I'd be trying everything I could to save them. Because this is the way of death. But this particular rampage killing is going to disappear. If it's still making the news by Monday, I'll be shocked. But... They will turn the shooter into the victim in order to try to, you know, yank it back into the confines of the narrative. And uh, therein lies the problem. Um, it would be really nice if we as adults were to take the lead and say, no, children, you are not. Young lady, you're not a boy. Young man, you're not a girl. And let us help you with this and then help them. But that would take too much work and it it doesn't separate us enough into the whole ID politics thing. They're always looking to have one more shoot to send us down. So instead of doing that, they just go along with it. They just go along with it and play along with it. And they, they are consigning these children in the same way they do young black men in the inner city. They're consigning them to death. And when they get to that point that this, uh, this, this, this guy did in Iowa, at that point, you can't counsel him no more. All you can do is stop him, neutralize him, terminate him, blow him out of his socks, however you want to put it. When he pulls out a weapon and he starts shooting at innocent people, you don't have any more options. You have one, one option. They got what they wanted, and this is what they're doing. Okay. And in the interim, we got a bunch of adults who are so busy, worried about, oh, I just can't believe we have to have guns in schools. That they have a law. There's a law in Iowa where a teacher can be armed in school, but they have there's a few things they have to do, and apparently nobody's doing it. And yet, in places like Ohio, where they, uh, you know, they have the 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 faster program in those faster program schools, nope, there's no rampage shootings going on because there's a penalty for going in and shooting people in those schools so new jersey well you know what as a matter of fact coming up next we're going to have michael letts from investusa.org that's what we're going to do that's what we're going to do this is news talk 98.9 word how much worse can it get you you might be asking that question that's hard to say when you're looking at the nation as a whole. So we're going to look at one place in particular, and we're going to use one guy to help me do it. Joining me now from investusa.org is Michael Letts. Good morning, sir. 
Good morning, Bill. Always a privilege. How much worse can it get in New York? Not much. I mean, of course, you know, you always say that, then you find another way for it to get worse, but they're at a breaking point. When you uh, have lost over 4,500 officers, that's over a third of your police force. For an area that size, that's unsustainable. So here's what happens. It, this is what should happen. And the exact opposite, we'll tell you what actually did happen. What should happen is you should realize that crime is fixing to destroy your city. You should shut off all programs that are not vital and put your resources into bringing back law enforcement personnel, instituting tough policies, no release policies, uh, not having the DA run victims like a revolving door in and out. And basically what we call what Giuliani did, called the broken window policy. Someplace looks like it may have a problem for crime, otherwise graffiti, people just loitering out in the streets, trash, et cetera. You clean it up. You make sure that there is no place they're comfortable committing crimes. You're hard on the criminals, and you make sure you have adequate resources as long as well, not just the personnel, but the equipment that they need to get the job done. And you rally the community behind your first responders and make them a part of it. That's how you solve it. What did Mayor Eric, uh, how did they get to this place? Well, let's talk about how they got there. They uh, made themselves a sanctuary city, rode that way for a while. Aren't we great? We welcome everybody. We've got the Statue of Liberty here. Come one, come all. So you had the open borders, Texas being flooded with hundreds of thousands a month, destroying their economy, destroying their uh, ability to live, their ability to protect. So Texas did the right thing. Hey, y'all look that excited about it. We'll give you some of them. We'll ship them your way. Well, at first, they guess, by all means, bring a few of them along. We'll show you how it's done. But then once they begin to continue to move and they realize how costly it is, these are the policies this country have. You come in here illegally, you get a free phone, you get free transportation, free food, free housing, free medical, free education. I mean, and when I say free, it's not free. You and I are paying the bill. And so when you have that kind of uh, offering, man, they're pouring through the hundreds of thousands at a time, especially when you're not closing the borders. So they sent them all to New York. They're supposed to be funding it with their dollars to help these poor immigrants out. Suddenly they realized it was costing them not 50 or 100 bucks. It was costing billions of dollars to do this. Well, they thought the federal government was going to pay for it. Well, no, no, no. We'll send a little bit your way, but no, no, that's your community. You take care of it. So the mayor said, okay, we can't afford it anymore. So one or two things happened. Either D.C., you close the border, or you send us more money. In the meantime, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put a hiring freeze on law enforcement. No more uh, additional officers uh, to be hired. We're going to slash their equipment budget, so no additional equipment, no additional pensions, no additional raises. They took it out on the cops. And so what few they had uh, left, they're up and quitting now. They're not going to put up with it. And then, of course, you know what happens. When you have all these illegal immigrants on top of the normal crime wave, you've just shot violent crime through the roof. And right now it's unsustainable. And if they don't get a handle on it, New York City itself will collapse. What do we mean by collapse? It'll become like a Gotham City, like in the Batman comics. Nobody wants to live there because it's full of crime, and you risk your life every day by being there. All the 
respectable people, shall we say, that have the ability to do so, will leave as well as the businesses, and the city will collapse. So, um, you know, right now, the, the, the really, you were just talking about the Statue of Liberty and all this other stuff. You know, New Jersey is in, it, they, they've set up this whole setup in New Jersey to where as soon as a bus, because Adams has started trying to do stuff against the buses coming out of Texas, they're, mm-hmm. bu- they're busing them to New Jersey and then putting them on a train and sending them to Manhattan that way. Correct. I think it's ironic. You saw the, the mayor, Eric Adams, has had New York's attorneys, the city attorneys, sue the bus companies for $700 million for transporting. Now, here's the issue. Bus companies are just hired to move people. They're not police officers. They're not, uh, no, I don't think you're allowed to go to this particular city. I'm not going to carry you. You don't get to make that decision. They're private business. You hire them to move yourself or other people around, and that's it. That's how desperate they are. They're trying to intimidate uh, people into not helping Texas by spreading out the burden. And quite frankly, let's talk about Texas for a second. Why should Texas have to bear the brunt of an invasion and millions of people crossing into their borders and affecting their tax base and affecting their budgets. I mean, if we're going to have the policy of an open border, then every state should share the burden. That would just seem reasonable to me. But yet you have California, you have all these other states across the country. There's Chicago. We are open. We are sanctuary states, sanctuary cities, so that we get the positive publicity. Are we a compassionate city or a compassionate state? Oh, but by the way, don't send it to me our way because we can't afford to do anything with them. We are just so backwards with this administration in our thinking. First of all, why should any criminal get any privileges for free? Why should they be entitled to free transportation, free food, free housing, free clothing, free cell phones? free medical. You know, the uh, veterans, average veterans that have served their country, many of them who have paid a tremendous price by leaving body parts on battlefields, they don't get the same treatment. Nope. They don't get those kind of benefits. Nope. We are totally, this administration is totally backwards. It's totally screwed. The American people, I think, are realizing that. I think they've said enough is enough. You know, just to show you how bad it is, Bill, when your president yesterday comes out and says, oh, well, this whole border problem is not my problem. Congress doesn't give me any money to fix it, which is, first <laughs> of all, a lie. But second of all, but yet I can spend billions of dollars to help Ukraine defend its borders uh, and uh, provide for its first responders. I just can't do the same for us. Something is really wrong in the head with somebody like that. Yeah, well, you know, anyway. I got some more that I'll be talking about this on on this particular topic, but I thank you very much for taking the time to join me today, sir. Thank you, Bill. God bless you. God bless America. We'll move from there. InvestUSA.org is giving eleven thousand protective vests to law enforcement for free. InvestUSA.org. Find his stuff at AmericanThinker.com. When we get back, we're going to talk about Phil Murphy, the governor of uh, New Jersey, because he doesn't like New York either. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Phil Murphy, he is the governor of New Jersey. 
He is the epitome of the king of dog-faced lying pony soldier Democrat rodents. Indeed. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. Not too long ago, Phil got out there and he criticized DeSantis about shipping migrants all over the place. And he, he criticized Abbott about shipping them all over the place, too. The all too, he said it was a political stunt designed to improve his standing and uh, improve his, uh, his you know, image with the, the right-wing followers. He just wanted to know, he just wanted you to know, that everybody that comes across the border illegally is welcome in his little feathered rodential nest. And he said, with a with a thumb and, you know, he made a heart shape with his index fingers and everything, New Jersey stands by our nation's values which welcome those seeking a better life, life with not just open arms, but even more importantly, with open hearts. If America is the melting pot of the world, New Jersey has always been the engine that powered that melting pot. Since the earliest days of America, immigrants have settled in New Jersey, making it one of the most diverse states in America. Most don't know this, but the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island are located in New Jersey state waters, not New York. Well, so much for that. Statue of Liberty is a Jersey girl. And uh, Trump was president when he was campaigning for governor. And he... he, he Phil decided he was going to make New Jersey a sanctuary state in response to what he referred to as the pugnaciously unwelcoming attitude that Trump had. And then he brought in the Jersey girl again. And uh, all along the way. But now they hit a wall. Well, in 2020, they hit a wall because uh, the Democrats in New Jersey got a shellacking and Phil kept his seat by a whisker because the vermin had turned. So, Adams in New York has decreed that these buses can only show up at certain times of the day, between certain hours, on certain days. So, what did, what did Abbott do? Instead of sending them straight to New York, <laughs> he sent them to New Jersey. And, uh, and then he, would, he was sending them actually to the New Jersey commuter train stations. So then... Phil went from being the everyone is welcome to the get the blank out of my state guy. And we get this. New Jersey officials are making sure the Big Apple doesn't dump the out-of-control migrant mess on the Garden State and are even deploying cops to usher asylum seekers from the U.S. border into Manhattan-bound New Jersey transit trains as soon as they get off their buses. And they're going to continue. He said, he said this past Wednesday that his state will continue to push migrants to Manhattan because New York City is where there is federal support and resources available. So not only is he li a lying dog faced pony soldier, but he's a turncoat too. As the buses arrive at the Secaucus uh, train stations, the New Jersey transit cops are meeting them and they hand the illegals who step off tickets for the next train into the city and making sure they all get on their way. There is little to no flow of illegals out of the station into New Jersey. So they went from, we welcome you with open arms to get the blank out. Now, some New Jersey mayors, like Mayor uh, Sam Joshi of Edison, is turning the buses around and heading them back to the Mexican border. 
Edison is a community of about 45% immigrants, 20% identify as Indian American. And the mayor himself is the son of immigrants. But he says the town is behind him. <laughs> now, Edison does welcome legal immigration. There's a concept to consider. And there's all, you know, there's a lot of New Jersey mayors that are very angry about this. And they're nervous about this, too. And they're worried that they don't have train stations to turn arrivals around quickly should buses pull into their towns. But I'm certainly enjoying the infighting here. In uh, Jersey City, they've been putting up the migrants in motels for months, but they did not disclose details about their arrival. <sighs> ah, the Democrats. It's all sanctuary and kumbaya until the immigrants get there, the illegal immigrants get there. And as soon as they get there, uh, well, then what? The virtue signaling, that goes straight out the window, doesn't it? It's it's no longer cool. It's no longer cool to go that way. But that's 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 what happens when reality meets kumbaya. Sorry. <laughs> I just find that I just find that really funny. That they got out there and they've been saying all this nonsense and then somebody gets out there and says, Hey, uh, well that's great. Okay. So in any event, the left, as they always do, all of their little policies always come around and bite them on that point of contact they don't want to have bitten. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. <laughs> 